1: USCC Expo, the United States Cannabis Conference and Expo. You can find out more about them at usccexpo.com. Today, we talk about tribal hemp, indigenous hemp, with a company working with those who are working with Native Americans and the tribes who've been harvesting hemp for centuries. And with me today, I uh, have the pleasure and privilege of speaking with the gentleman from Evo Hemp, the president and co-founder, Jordan Samuel. And co-founder and CEO, Ari Sherman. Jordan and Ari, thanks for being with us here on Blunt Business.
2: Hi,
3: glad to be here. How's it going? Thanks so much for having us. Right.
1: Thank you, Ari and Jordan. We're a pl- pleasure to have you. It's a great conversation we got coming up. So let's give some context before we get started. I want to go ahead and talk about uh, the history of hemp in America. And Medical Marijuana, Inc. wrote about this recently. And this is what they said. They, they were talking about how hemp was already being cultivated by Native Americans in the New World when colonists arrived in America in the 1600s. This is what they said, quote, As the United States gained its independence from Great Britain in the late 18th century, hemp remained a staple. George Washington Thomas Jefferson, or founding fathers, grew cannabis on their plantations, and Benjamin Franklin started one of America's first paper mills with hemp. According to historians, the first draft of the Declaration of Independence was written on hemp paper. Fast forward to today, prior to the passage of the hemp bill, the Department of Justice opened the door for hemp cultivation by Native American tribes in 2014 when it agreed that tribes can set cannabis-related laws just as states can. Quote, growing industrial hemp is an opportunity for the aging Native American population to go back to its roots with plant-based medicine and reduce dependence on the American taxpayer. So I'll leave this for both of you. Talk to me about what started the conversation when it came to a company like Evo Hemp, working with Native Americans to grow indigenous hemp.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, this is Ari uh, Jordan and I. You know, started Evo Hemp back in 2012. Um, really passionate about how uh, hemp is such a great economic driver for rural communities. We're um, really learning about the farmers up in Canada. Um, they had been cultivating uh, hemp. You know, uh, again, since 1998, when it was legalized in their country, and their farmers were earning over four times the amount of income per acre than our farmers here in the states, growing corn, wheat, and soy, Um, and, you know, with using half the amount of water without the use of chemical pesticides or fertilizers. Um, So it was a really great way to kind of revitalize our rural economies. Um, And, you know, around 2012, it just started coming out of the recession, but the rural areas of America were still pretty stuck in that recession that happened in 2008. So we really saw this as a great opportunity. Um, And in 2014, we were the first company to be able to launch a domestically grown source of hemp food, so the hemp hearts and protein powders. Um, And our our partnership with uh, the Native American tribes uh, didn't happen until 2016. Uh, Because a gentleman named Alex Whiteplume, uh, who had started growing hemp back in 1998, but was shut down by the DEA, um, had an injunction put on him and his family that lasted up until 2016, um, where him and a legal team put together by the soap company, Dr. Bronner's, uh, were able to get that injunction lifted. Uh, Alex and his team uh, approached Jordan and I to, to partner up on a line of CBD products uh, all cultivated by Alex and his family uh, right there on the Pine Ridge Reservation, which is the uh, poorest community in the United States about an 87 percent unemployment rate and the average adult lifespan is only about 55 years old um, so the, it was a community that could really uh, utilize the benefits of the industrial hemp plant and, and kind of bringing uh you know uh, at least initially the farming and eventually the production up to their reservation as well
1: now Ari I want to ask another question to you in a recent press release going on our subject here a little segue you said in a recent press release quote the focus of this project is to combine our indigenous hemp extracts with our favorite products and brands utilizing our proprietary Evo hemp infusion technology. This will help grow our mission of providing high paying agricultural jobs to Native American tribes. Now uh, how did this plan come to fruition uh, and how is it you're able to go ahead and uh, offer the, the bishops and you know was there any kind of uh, obstacles when it came to working with reservations and being able to provide this work?
2: Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, again, that, that that like you said, that has been our, our core mission from day one is providing these high paying agricultural jobs uh, to these you know Native American and Indigenous communities because um, we really saw that that them as a community could really benefit the most from this plant, um, and you know, really in order to kind of expand that mission. Uh, we've decided to partner up with other uh, food beverage and body care companies um, to help them source uh, a Native American grown um, you know hemp as well because uh, it really kind of expands you know just the mission in general so right now we're just in the pine Ridge reservation uh, but I get you know emails almost weekly from reservations across the country uh, looking to to partner up with us and Um, You know, it, it allows us to go and purchase more hemp and it allows the farmers the opportunities to cultivate that much more hemp. Um, And internally, here in Colorado, we have a really great team of chemists that have developed some really unique technologies on how to incorporate some of these cannabinoids uh, into some of these other products, you know, challenging ones like beverages where you're you're trying to eliminate, you know, taste and color and you want to make sure it's fully suspended, um, you know, in a liquid and and protected and encapsulated. Um, And so we've developed, you know, some really great technologies and using all organic ingredients um, and We've decided. You know, it just kind of happened organically. Honestly, there's been people that have reached out to us, um, interest in the uh, hemp and CBD space, wondering how their brands and their companies could get involved and they're really seeing the benefits, um, you know, not only for their company, but for their consumers as well. Um, and so we've kind of connected the dots and, and, you know, connected that supply chain between our Native American partners, um, our, our technology that we've developed, you know, here in Colorado and, and working with, you know, companies right now across the country um, to kind of connect all those dots together.
3: Yeah. And I think it's important to note that, you know, beyond the the high paying jobs that we're able to provide through the introduction of, you know, hemp and CBD farming on the reservations, one of the biggest things that we're also providing inherently in this is we're providing them with a phenomenal food source. Uh, hemp is one of the best vegetarian sources of protein out there on the planet, has a perfect balance of omega-6, to so omega-3 fatty acids, and 33% of its weight is usable protein that can be absorbed by your body. And this is super important for places like Uh, the Lakota reservation, which is essentially a food desert, you know, uh, separate from a top taco john's, a gas station and the store where they get their foodstuffs. There really isn't a sustainable food source out there and uh, readily available for them to utilize. And so by providing the hemp on their reservation, we're also giving them beyond the employment, a great uh, sustainable food source that can really help them be healthy individuals.
1: So again, I'm here with Jordan Samuel. And I'm here with Ari Sherman of Evo Hemp. We're going to have more questions for both of them. We're going to go a lot into, uh, I'll tell you what, I'll just tease this before we go to the break. Could the Native American uh, reservations, could the tribes actually profit more from hemp than they could gaming and casinos? (laughs) That, we're going to actually tackle that question coming up after the break. But first, got to talk about our sponsor, the United States Cannabis Conference and Expo where you get to be educated, engaged, and empowered within the evolution of the cannabis industry. We're here to chronicle it, and we bring lots of wonderful professionals and thousands of professionals to our shows. We'll be in Miami August 3rd and 4th for the return of the United States Cannabis Conference and Expo. You can go learn more at the at USCCExpo.com. You can learn more information, how to attend, how to possibly even speak, sponsor, or exhibit at the show as well. Again, August 3rd and 4th inside the Hyatt Regency Beautiful downtown Miami, completely restored, renovated building. It's a beautiful place and a wonderful place when we did this last year to really hold the show. A really bustling wall market type trade, trade show floor loaded with uh, exhibitors that I hope you will get a chance to see. And also the great uh, Expo Hall, really just the, uh, the sessions we're going to have as well. We are, we're working on a great agenda for you. We'll have more information about that in the coming months. Please go ahead and learn more as we move along at usccexpo.com. That's usccexpo.com. Back with more Blunt Business after this. Rolling into some sponsors, but we'll be right back with more Blunt Business.
0: Educate, empower, and engage in the evolution of the cannabis industry. Join thousands of industry professionals on August 3rd and 4th in Miami, Florida for the return of the U.S. Cannabis Conference and Expo. Register for an early bird discount now at usccexpo.com. That's usccexpo.com. Hey, take a look at this. They're selling smart pots.
1: (laughs) They have pot that can make you smart?
0: Where is it? Not that kind of pot. so it seems like a smart investment.
1: Look for Smart Pots in close to 2,000 garden centers throughout North America and ask for the original fabric container. Find a store near you or order yours online at SmartPots.com. Now available for pre-order through crowdfunding for just $14 plus $10 shipping. Pouches, premium mixing and rolling pouches allow you to carry and prepare your herbs for consumption with discretion and ease. These stylish pouches are handcrafted using strong zips, long-wearing buffalo leather outside, and smooth, cheap skin inside. A portion of proceeds go to fund vital medical research into cannabis for ADHD. See a demo and get yours now on Indiegogo or pouches.com. That's P-O-U-C-H-Z.com.
0: I hope you didn't forget about us, because we're back with Blunt Business
1: on CannabisRadio.com. We're back with Evo Hemp president and co-founder Jordan Samuel and also from Evo Hemp co-founder and CEO Ari Sherman. Gentlemen, thanks for coming back. This was fascinating to read. I got to ask you about this. This, because I, I mean, I you know, down here in South Florida, at, we have the Seminoles and obviously gaming is quite prominent here and that's also says the most for the rest of the country, for the tribes to, to really make a revenue and to put back into the communities. Now, Reading from this, I saw, quote, the Industrial Hemp Project could possibly overtake Indian gaming, not only in terms of employment, but also in terms of revenue to the Navajo, uh, end quote. This is according to Al Henderson. He's a senior Navajo economic advisor, noting that the 360,000-member tribe had an unemployment rate of 40 to 50%. Could there be a time, gentlemen, where hemp could become bigger business over gambling for Native Americans?
3: Um, you know, I I'm, I don't want to say never, but you know, currently the the size of the industry here in the United States compared to how much income they're making on the reservation from gambling, about 32 million co- or billion collectively, it's not uh, quite there yet. However, I think uh, where the the big opportunity lies is a lot of the reservations are in very rural areas where they're not near anything heavily populated, and it's really giving them an opportunity to grow and flourish and become profitable, have great employment, have great food source, and you know, great a great income source in these areas where a casino really wouldn't
2: uh, work.
1: Uh, Ari, do you want to add to that?
2: Um, yeah, I mean, that that's uh, basically the answer is the fact Uh-oh. that, you know, it total, uh, you know, cannabis in general, even beyond hemp, uh, is, you know, potentially a $50 billion market in here in the United States. Uh, that's hemp and, you know, uh, THC products. And so if you look at that compared to the size, like Jordan mentioned, it's about $32 billion in 2017. Um that's just a Native American gaming industry, I do not foresee that ever kind of eclipsing that. Um, But to Jordan's point, um, there are a lot of very, very poor uh, Native American tribes that do not have casinos because like Mm -hmm. Jordan said, there's just not feasible to put a casino in the southern part of South Dakota. And I mean, even if they would, there's really just not that much traffic to drive that much revenue. So I think there are a significant amount of Native American reservations in this country that will make more money off of industrial hemp than gambling, absolutely. Uh, but if you look at the industry as a whole, I think it will be tough.
1: As long as there's another revenue stream for those folks, that's really what's important. And I think, and, and also this is an industry where it's not, it doesn't, I mean, I, still, I mean, really honestly, nothing to be looked down upon when it comes to having, you know, an agricultural factor for the reservations, something more to make most of the land instead of just building large, lightly-brit structures. I mean, that's something that would be good for everybody and also beneficial overall. Then maybe so much would be for gaming in general, but... Oh,
2: absolutely. hundred percent. One of the things that we're most excited about is the potential of the actual building materials that are going to come from these hemp plants that we're using. Um, you know, it's such a multi-purpose crop that, you know, we're trying to develop these genetics where, you know, you can utilize the seed, you can still have a good amount of cannabinoid content, and then also have a good amount of stocks left over, uh, to make hempcrete out of and build homes. Cause right now about 60%, of the homes on the Pine Ridge Reservation should technically be demolished because of mold issues or structural problems. Um, And so there's a lot more benefits, you know, just than financial uh, from this plant.
1: Interesting point. Now, there was a recent online feedback session presented by the USDA, the Department of Agriculture, at least six representatives from groups of indigenous people described their visions for a regulated and equitable industrial hemp program. Some asked for clarification on how tribes and sovereign nations can participate in the 2019 planting season. Now, the 2018 Farm Bill allows continued planting of hemp under the earlier 2014 legislation's research provisions. But one representative stated that, quote, but the Farm Bill, it does not allow that tribes can grow under those requirements when the usd comes out with the regulations it'll be too late for this farming season and that concern was echoed by other speakers remarks as well an attorney representing one of the tribes said this quote delaying this out to 2020 or beyond is going to hurt tribes he said do you see any reason for concern for what you're working on or for other tribes
2: um yeah, there, there's definitely a, a concern. I mean, uh, as you mentioned, the, the 2018 Farm Bill did provide uh, this, you know, administrative mechanism uh, for these tribes to, to go ahead and kind of uh, create their own regulatory bodies uh, internally, um, as long as they are able to develop, you know, uh, and submit this, this comprehensive plan that they've created uh, to The U.S. Department of Agriculture. Um, So, you know, personally, we are working directly right now with uh, the the Pine Ridge Tribal Council, the Lakota Tribal Council uh, to to get these plans in place. So they're in the middle right now of kind of structuring their own regulatory body. And then, um, you know, they're also trying to decide if they want the USDA's permission, because honestly, um, some of these tribes, they're a little bit different. Some have, uh, you know, quote, technical sovereign status because they're a treaty tribe, which the Lakotas do, um, which kind of gives them a little bit more protection um, from the federal government than other tribes. So it's not all created equal, um, and you know, we have been uh, working with the Lakota tribe and Alex Whiteplume uh, to cultivate this industrial hemp you know, around this sovereign status, where they are creating their own and have their own um, you know, regulatory body, and they, and they test the hemp that is being grown, and they have you know, their uh, regulations in place Um, But they're trying to decide right now if they're going to wait for that USDA uh, permission.
1: Now, the Democracy Now! podcast, uh, they recently featured a discussion about the the indigenous-led fight against destructive oil pipelines and the revolutionary potential potential of the Green New Deal. The guest was Winona LaDuke. She's the Ojibwe environmental leader and executive director of the group Honor the Earth. She said this. What I want to do is rebuild the hemp industry in Indian Country, and I want us at the table, not on the menu. I want us to be in the leadership of this next economy, because we have a lot of territory upon which you can grow hemp, and we can rebuild the light manufacturing industry in this country. From your business standpoint, I'll leave this to both of you. Do you see room to grow and expand with this project to where Winona's intent can become a reality?
2: I do. Absolutely. Um, And that's what, you know, we work towards every single day. You know, we love uh, what Winona um, does and what she stands for. And, you know, we're, we're, right there behind her. And we've always tried to take that approach um, with our business that, you know, it's a true partnership that we have, um, We know, with our tribal partners. Um, it's not something where we come in there and we say, hey, we need X amount of, of product and here's the price we're going to pay. Um, you know, we have profit sharing models in place. Um, you know, we pay significantly higher than market value um, for our products grown by the, the native tribes because, you know, it is what we're true truly passionate about is, is making sure that they get a very strong industry built and, you know, kind of next steps for us and them is, um, work on the processing side. So right now we've, you know, Alex Whiteplume has formed an indigenous consulting group where, you know, he's now speaking with a number of other tribes across the country. And, and this is, you know, all native owned, and this is, you know, with help of, of our team and, uh, our our team going in and doing the farm management and working with Alex and his farmers, uh, making sure that they, you know, understand the most up-to-date practices. So we do work directly with them, but this is, these are all their projects. This is all on their land and we are helping to facilitate that and market and distribute these products. Um, But we really want it to be theirs and so that they can build it how they want to. And, you know, we can just be there to help. And when it comes to building more processing and manufacturing facilities, I mean, we, we will be right they're next to them, but it will be their projects.
1: Uh, Jordan, did you want to add to that?
3: No, I think Ari uh, pretty much covered that very well. <laughs> um, again, you know, it's definitely our mission to help uh, these uh, sovereign nations become self sustainable and flourish. And so uh, right there with what Ari was saying, you know, we're, we're there to help them as much as they need, but we want them to own the processing and the manufacturing and really be able to, you know, uh, use this a, a Um, to support their industries for years and
1: generations to come. Now, this is a subject we've never come across, but here we go. Because of the fact this is, a we're talking about indigenous nations. They are sovereign. The tax revenue they receive, including from cannabis-related businesses on their lands, do not go to the state. So my question for both of you, talk to me about the benefits that that this gives Native Americans and what kind of benefit, if there's any, would you be able to get from this
2: yeah i mean you know there's obviously a tremendous benefit you know uh directly to the the native tribes um as far as their tax status with the federal government Um, but you know i think it just kind of barely offsets the the challenges that they really face due to lack of infrastructure um because they do not pay that much taxes, the federal government does not really give them that much aid. I mean, perfect example is right now with the flooding that's happened you know, in, in the Midwest and specifically on the Pine Ridge Reservation, there was tons of roads that were completely washed away because they, they don't get the federal uh, funding or attention to kind of help repair their, their own internal infrastructure. Um, so really, just I, I think it kind of zeroes itself out, honestly, um, that the tax benefits that they will get because they have to put that much more time time and effort into really, you know, taking care of their own land and their own roads and um, their own internal infrastructure. Um, and for us, it doesn't really have an effect um, because, again, you know, we, we are their partners, but we do not, uh, you know, we're, we're out of Colorado and, and pay our taxes um, just like any other state here or any other business in the state of Colorado. So it doesn't, we don't have any direct benefits uh, financially from that um and you know sad to say i really think in long term they don't really get it either when the businesses grow and the numbers grow and become significantly larger and they're making a lot more money off of this industry i do see that that benefit can really take shape but right now they're you know just kind of digging themselves out of this hole that they keep getting put into yeah
1: no it's a it's an ongoing struggle just to Roll the ball back up the hill and, and try to avoid from having it fall back down. I'm just trying to get over the hill, if you will. Exactly. So, again, I'm here with Jordan Semel, president and co-founder of Evo Hemp, and co-founder and CEO of Evo Hemp, Ari Sherman, back with final questions with both of them in just a moment. Rolling into some sponsors, but we'll be right back with more Blunt Business.
3: Oh let the marijuana lama tell you something now. But a game for your phone gonna make you say wow. The game's about the game of growing cannabis for cash. Grow the seeds and the board, put the savings in the stash.
2: Little by little your empire
3: grows large, put the big celebrities in you can choose to play with Snoop or me
2: or Chichin Chong. Cypress Hill, Willie Nelson, with Khalifa with a bong.
3: The name of the game is Him Pink, That's the point. Download and play while you life yourself a joint. The business of cannabis should be no crime. Hemp Pink is even hot proved by the man who run high times. Oh yeah, get it on Android and I and iOS today. Marijuana Llama out. Got to tend to me on crap, channel. You know. Money don't make itself. Hemp
1: Cannabis industry professionals. Want to gain some new leads? Make genuine business connections and get premier brand exposure? This is your opportunity. NCIA's new industry socials are coming soon to Portland, Maine, New Jersey, Pittsburgh, Baltimore, and Miami. Sponsorship opportunities available. Register today.
0: I hope you didn't forget about us because we're back with Blunt Business on
1: CannabisRadio.com. And we're back here on Blunt Business with Evo Hemp President and Co Founder Jordan Samel and Co Founder and CEO Ari Sherman, uh, gentlemen. I know that you, uh, Evo Hemp, was recently showcased at the National Products Expo West show in Anaheim, California. And I know uh, Natural Products uh, is something uh, is we're going to be trying to with well, the USCC Expo. They're going to be joining in with us uh, in many ways uh, in a somewhat of a partnership or participation coming up at USCC Expo in Miami and in Phoenix this August and October, respectively. So let's talk about what you did show at Expo West. You unveiled a new line of CBD-infused food products that include hemp hearts, hemp protein, hemp seed oil, hemp bars, and more. So talk about what you showcased. Yeah, so we introduced an entire line
3: of uh, hemp-infused products, you know, like you just mentioned. We also are working on a line of uh, some topicals, as well as coming out with uh, some new tinctures and gummies uh, are in the pipeline as well. Um, Really, with uh, the hemp and CBD industry growing at such a rapid pace, uh, we really noticed that the next step was going to be foods infused with CBD. And so with that, you know, um, it made a lot of sense for us to take our current hemp items, add CBD to it to really present, you know, an entire full spectrum, truly full spectrum hemp product that has not only the hemp as the protein, but has the full spectrum hemp extract, including CBD in the product as well. And so for us, you know, we really see CBD as a added ingredient similar to that of calcium, for instance. You know, uh, something like milk fortified with calcium, that's really how we see CBD being used. And so we wanted to show all of the potential usages with CBD and really uh, present that in our products.
1: Now, the other thing I also saw that you worked on, and this is a press release that's I'm recording today here, uh, April 10th, or excuse me, uh, yeah, April uh, 12th, excuse me i just saw a press release come down the line that uh you're partnering with forest coffee training company and now you're making new cbd cold brew coffee this is fascinating uh talk about how this put got put together and you know how does it work out with cbd working with a cold i don't think i've known anybody else that does cold brew coffee with cbd yet or i'm missing something
2: yeah, it's a you know, really great partnership that we're really excited about. Like we kind of mentioned uh, at the beginning of this conversation, um, you know, we, we started working with a handful of other food and beverage and body care companies. Um, and you know, really specifically, uh, lately, the beverage industry has gravitated uh, dramatically towards you know, CBD. We're seeing all types of different CBD beverages. Um, our first actual partnership was with a, a, a lemonade a group uh, called Honey Drop, Um, And they have three different flavors of a lemonade that we use our, uh, you know, like I said, we've got some really awesome proprietary technology here at Evo Hemp on uh, getting these cannabinoids you know, more water soluble and um, you know, with, with less flavor to them, but still maintaining a full spectrum extract. Uh, and so we've, we've worked with these beverage companies and there's a group called Forest uh, Coffee based in here in Denver. Uh, they have a really great product. Honestly, it was my favorite cold brew coffee even before they approached us, um, specifically because their beans come from Thailand. Uh, these These Thailand beans they're not as great when you drink the coffee warm um, because they have less flavor to them, but oh. it also makes an even but what does make is a better cold brew coffee because it has less flavor and so you don't get kind of the acidic notes yeah. that come out in, in some cold coffees. It's a really smooth you know really great uh, cherry dark chocolate kind of notes that come out. Um, and you know a really great local company they, they approach Jordan and I on you know uh, working together because the, they do you know really love our mission about supporting these native tribes um, but also because we do really have kind of a superior technology on on getting you know CBD into their beverage um, so really excited with, with that partnership
1: I, I mean I'm surprised from Thailand of all I mean I would think Columbia of course we've already heard about all well, this but Thailand, And then I'm looking in the press release about how they do this. Forest Coffee does where they get uh, it's thumb through micro lots and it's the pulping, minimal fermentation, the coffee beans semi washed and dried on elevated bamboo platforms that protect the beans from dust and debris to ensure it's the highest quality. Wow. <laughs> it's like Thailand brewed coffee. That's a, that's a new one for me. I didn't even realize that it did that there. Uh, that was really interesting. So, and so yeah, part makes, of the thing was really you bipartisan. liked the idea of Thailand cold brew coffee. Where'd you try that at?
2: Um, you know, honestly, it, it was, uh, they're, they're a relatively small local brand uh, here in Colorado, but ah. you can find their products in the uh, Whole Foods market and, and Safeway stores. Oh, okay. And um, I, I tried it for the first time at, at a Whole Foods market. Um, and uh, you know it's a really cool collaboration because you know the their farmers are again like you said they're, they're small family farmers um, they're all native and an indigenous small community in northern part of Thailand um, so it's really kind of fun to be able to you know collaborate the two uh, you know countries where we have our awesome small you know Native American farming partners working with uh, you know these native communities out of Thailand um, really combining the both incredible benefits benefits from the coffee bean as, as well as the hemp plant. Um, so it, it makes for a really cool story as well.
1: Jordan, I know you wanted to chime in.
3: Um, yeah, you know, like Ari mentioned, it, it's been really a great partnership. Um, uh, Forest kind of reached out to us. They're they're based out of Denver. We're a Boulder company. And anytime that we can, you know, uh, do a partnership with local companies and other food companies that are like-minded, we really enjoy that opportunity. And it really helps not only get our brand out there, but, uh, helps uh, get like-minded individuals with the same mission together and really uh, helps uh, project that to the customer base.
1: Excellent. And I also noticed in the the press uh, the release, uh, what a quote, this is like a liquid hug for your brain. <laughs> well, I want to know what that's like. I think that that'll just keep people kind of thinking about and going grab a case, a uh, 12 pack, if you will, from uh, all this. So folks, uh, we're, all, we're almost, we're out of time. I can't believe it. We've gotten to this point. And, uh, Jordan and Ari, I really do appreciate you both making time to join us here on the show. Uh, real quickly, I know we've already kind of already got a chance to talk about the product line, but uh, please take another minute, talk to our listeners, and you know each take a little bit of time to let our listeners know how we can learn more about Evo Hemp, what you're doing with the cause with the indigenous tribes, and what you're doing with the product line and what we have coming up. for We can look forward from you both.
2: Yeah, absolutely. We really enjoyed um, being on, and, and thanks for having us. Um, really excited about you know continuing our mission um, you know expanding our, our, our native network with with our indigenous farming partners um, here in the United States um, you know continuing to to kind of grow the business with, with other uh, brands as well working for other partnerships um, in the food and beverage and body care space on, on how we can you know help fuel our mission um, here in Colorado uh, and then also you can find our products uh, at a number of retailers like Whole Foods Costco uh, Kroger um, an easy way also is uh, evohemp.com and you can find us on social media at evohemp
1: fantastic so I mean and I'm just seeing across the board there's a lot of new announcements coming from evohemp and I really, I, It's a great service you're doing for the tribes. I really do appreciate that, and it's a story that was just fascinating to hear about that. And just to say, okay, you know, this would be a place to go ahead and go to. And obviously, the kind of history they all have, you know, you know, they're going to be well. The the Native Americans are well suited to really go through something that they've done for centuries. They should be able to go ahead and properly be able to go ahead and. Uh, procure and and harvest hemp, and with the help of you to be able to go ahead and get it uh, produced and distributed, and really put a great partnership together. I think it's a great move forward, and I think that's uh, another way of helping the environment, helping those uh, that really need that are less fortunate.
2: Thank you so much. Yeah, we're, we're really excited. And, and some of the new products we got coming out recently is a uh, a topical line uh, we call our, our indigenous botanical blend. Uh, so the mission behind that is incorporating some of the other uh, native herbs and plants and flowers uh, grown by our native partners like lavender and sage and, and things that they have been, yeah. you know, like you said, cultivating for, for you know, generations um, and how we can help support them, you know, beyond the hemp plant and, and combine the best benefits of that you know all of the herbs that they're cultivating so really excited about that as well
1: awesome awesome all right well i'm here with president co-founder jordan samuel and Arya sherman co-founder ceo of evo hemp and we thank you both for being with us here on plump business thank you so much for being on and uh let's definitely keep up and keep in touch and we'd love to keep in line with what's going on with uh, what you're doing down the line pretty soon that sounds great much appreciated thank you so much for your time our pleasure so one more time before we get out of here to United States Cannabis Conference and Expo. I talk about this all the time. I could keep reading the script over and over until I'm blue in the face because I need you to come. I want you to come and view this show. It's in Miami, Florida. It's a great time of year. The weather's awesome. Great nighttime networking. We're going to have a great show. Agenda's going to be really wonderful. Thousands of people are going to be showing up from all over the country, all over the world to be a part of our show. And you shouldn't miss out. The Miami show is going to be fantastic. It's August 3rd and 4th. The Hyatt Regency Downtown Miami. They were doing some work on the on the hotel. It's been renovated. It's sparkling, brand new, and it's a great place to be. It's a great venue. We're so thankful to be there once again. I really enjoy that show, and I mean, we're looking forward to going and putting this all together and putting another great show out there. We'd love to hear your feedback about agenda. We'd love to know if you want to be able to, if you're interested in speaking, sponsoring, or exhibiting at the show. By all means, reach out to our team at usccexpo.com. And most importantly, get your passes now before they run out and join us at the United States Cannabis Conference and Expo August 34th in Miami, Florida. Go to usccexpo.com to learn more. Thanks for joining us, folks. You can download past episodes of Blunt Business by going to cannabisradio.com. Subscribe to the show. Please rate and review this show. We're putting out a lot of content for you. And if you love it, please let us know about it. Go to Apple Podcasts and put a rate and review out there. Put us for five stars, please. Much appreciated. Also, find us on Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, Spreaker, and iHeartRadio. Thank you for listening.